Looking for practical information to help you make decisions about your diagnosis, whether DCIS, early or metastatic breast cancer? BCNA's My Journey features articles, webcasts, videos and podcasts about breast cancer during treatment and beyond to help you, your friends and family as you progress through your journey. It also features a symptom tracker to help you manage the changing symptoms you may encounter during your own breast cancer experience. My Journey. Download the app or sign up online at myjourney.org.au. Let's be upfront about breast reconstruction. Breast reconstruction surgery recreates the shape of the breast following a single or double mastectomy or surgery where part of the breast has been removed, often known as a lumpectomy. There are many different options available when it comes to breast reconstruction and much to consider. It can seem overwhelming. Then, of course, there's the emotional impact. Reconstruction is not just a boob job and it's very normal to feel anxious, uncertain, even mournful about losing a part of your body. In this edition of Upfront, we're going to discuss some of the reconstruction options, the risks and other issues to help those thinking about reconstruction to make informed decisions. Joining us is plastic and reconstructive surgeon Richard Zinn and BCNA Director of Programs and Breast Cancer Survivor, Kelly Shuring. Welcome to you both. Hi, thanks for having us. Richard, if I could start with the big question, what are the options? So, trying to avoid overwhelming you with all the options, there is options that start from no reconstruction and you don't have to have a reconstruction. But um, simpler procedures like a wide local excision um, is a smaller kind of uh, just a lumpectomy really. Um, and this can be done on its own or it can be doing with, done with a matching breast reduction pattern on the, the side of the cancer or both sides. And then I think there are more complex reconstructions which include uh, implant-based reconstructions which can be uh, an implant in its final shape or it can be an expander and then moving to an implant which is a two-stage procedure. Um, the most complicated procedure or the most technically complicated procedure, but probably the one with the greatest long-term satisfaction is using your own tissue as uh, the final reconstruction. And that um, is, you know, is called a microsurgical breast reconstruction. Um, and that is, um, I, I think, probably the, the option with the highest long-term satisfaction. So when a woman decides that she does want a reconstruction, how does she know what's right for her? So I guess um, there's, a, there, there, there's a long way to go from the time of cancer diagnosis to getting your final di- um, treatment and your ultimate reconstruction. And I think that there are a lot of resources available to women um, and sometimes too much. It can be too much um, information and it can be very overwhelming. So I think the first stage is to speak to your breast surgeon and get some recommendations from the, your breast surgeon. Um, but ultimately, uh, you need to see a plastic surgeon and have a, a discussion, a long discussion, about all, all the options. I think that um, when a patient comes to see me and asks me about the options for breast reconstruction, there are um, some parameters which guide me towards uh, recommending certain reconstructions over other reconstructions, like the shape and, and size of the breasts and the body, um, but also things like uh, oncological factors, like is the patient going to have radiation, which really does um, limit 
and uh, and direct my choices uh, for reconstructive options. I think that one of the most important things for a um, a woman to to decide when she is being offered a breast reconstruction is whether she wants uh, her own tissue or if she is happy with an implant reconstruction. Um, an implant reconstruction is most commonly silicon based um, and it does have some uh, problems. There are su- uh, there's certainly, a, you know, uh, implants are getting a, a bad reputation, but they are simpler, quicker, and often uh, the right reconstruction in a, in a woman with um, the right characteristics. Um, the using your own tissue is a much more complicated procedure. You're going to have to have tissue taken from one place, which means you're going to have basically two surgeries um, or two surgical sites. And um, I think that is the patient's ultimate decision is whether they are willing to um, have silicone in their body or if they are absolutely fundamentally against that, then uh, their own tissue is the right way to go. And that's always, for me, the starting point of a, of a, a discussion about breast reconstruction. Okay, Kelly, you had a double mastectomy. Was reconstruction always on your list of things to do following the mastectomy? I guess for my journey, I saw it as my reward after my cancer treatment. So um, while I had a lumpectomy originally, um, I had planned to have the um, reconstruction as soon as I possibly could. How did you feel about uh, losing a part of your breast? Did it have? Did it surprise you, the impact of having not just the breast cancer, but but losing a part of your body? I didn't think it would. And it was a bit like when I lost my hair, I didn't expect to have the feelings that um, came up quite quickly and unexpectedly. So I think my, my, my one of my most vivid memories was um, uh, lying on the bed with my nice warm blanket on, getting ready to be wheeled into surgery. And the two ladies next to me were having um, true plastic surgery and and I burst into tears. I got hysterical and I didn't feel, it just, it, it was quite overwhelming. So it wasn't till I was, yeah, right at the uh, the starting gate for my reconstruction that I realised the um, effect that it had, had on me personally. So was it a sense of loss? Um, not at the start, no loss at the start, but obviously I, um, once there was the chance that I may not be able to have a reconstruction in my second um, surgery after I'd had um, an infection, um, that's when the loss, it was like I didn't feel complete and I didn't expect that in any way, shape or form. So you were keen to get a reconstruction? Did you consider not getting one? Um, I didn't at the time. Um, I had quite large breasts and um, I guess I'm quite small in stature too. So they were a big part of me, literally. Mm. So no, I I didn't actually ever consider not um, doing it. So Richard, when it comes to reconstruction, Kelly's just talked about her reconstruction following surgery. When should someone consider a reconstruction? Is it the time of the breast, the, the removal of the cancer, or later? There's two yep. trains of thought, isn't there? Well, um, I think that 
the discussion needs to be had um, starting from the breast surgeon and I think they play a really important role in offering um, the patient an option to have an immediate reconstruction um, and or the option of just dealing with the cancer right now and coming back for a delayed reconstruction. Um, the problem comes in when they, the patient isn't offered an immediate reconstruction uh, and they are sometimes ideal candidates for that. Um, I think that the best results um, are, are, can be attained in a, an immediate reconstruction um, and very good results can be attained in a delayed reconstruction but the choice needs to be needs to be offered. So from the time of the diagnosis, some, some women are able to, um, to think about the reconstruction and are able to embark on that process uh, at the same time as, as, as getting um, rid of the cancer. And some people are just um, not willing or not ready to discuss other um, options right now and they just want to focus on the cancer reconstruction. I think that discussion needs to be had. I think that you know, talking to a plastic surgeon or getting an opinion from somebody who really does a fair amount of breast reconstruction does, ne does no harm whatsoever. Is there any reason why, apart from a woman's personal preference not to have it at the same time, is there any medical reason why it can't happen? I think that um, some women who would have significant medical um, comorbidities, I'd call them, or other medical problems going on, um, may be best not um, offered a, a breast reconstruction. Uh, and that would be, you know, very, um, very unwell patients. Um, I think most women can be offered a breast reconstruction. Um, at the same time the same as time. the surgery. The, the other thing to, to take into account is the stage of the breast disease. And if it is... Um, for example, an inflammatory breast carcinoma or a very aggressive breast cancer, it may be worthwhile um, managing the cancer as a single stage and, um, and some, having some surveillance for a year to 18 months and then moving on to a breast reconstruction. And that, that would be my recommendations. If someone has a surgeon that says, no, I don't want you to do it or can't, is there... What are some of the reasons why? Is it because the yeah. breast surgeon doesn't want to operate with the plastic surgeon? So I think that, that the, the reason needs to be explored. Is it a breast surgeon who just doesn't work with plastic surgeons and, you know, operates and then allows the patient to, fi to find a solution later? Um, or is there a specific medical reason? Uh, breast surgeons more and more are working with plastic surgeons. And if a breast surgeon who's comfortable working with plastic surgeons says... I don't think you should have a breast reconstruction immediately. And, that, you know, in my clinic setting, I'll be called by a breast surgeon and, and, and said, look, this patient um, wants to talk to a, a plastic surgeon but shouldn't have a breast reconstruction at the same time for reasons of, of the cancer, then, then that is uh, something that I will support. So I think the, the reason why your breast surgeon is not offering a reconstruction at the same time should be... Um, discussed. Okay. Kelly, you chose to use your body as a way to reconstruct. You used your, from your stomach and your... I did have a tram flap, yes. 
Yes. And how did you feel? Was that a choice or you didn't want to have silicon? Um, so I actually had the tram flap with um, silicon uh, implants um, and I had a skin sparing um, mastectomy. So uh, I guess it was a discussion with my uh, surgeons and um, at that particular time, I, I guess I left it in their capable hands. They're, they were the experts, but it was all explained quite um, yeah, clearly to me, and I guess um, I was quite excited at the thought of a, uh, a tummy tuck. <laughs> Which, Richard, you say most people say that's uh, not the reason they're in, but it is an added bonus sometimes. I mean, it's definitely a bonus. Uh, a lot of the um, the places we'll take tissue are somewhat cosmetic procedures that have been adapted to use that tissue that we would usually throw away but to instead use it for breast reconstruction. And I think that is very valuable. When I say my patients often come to me and say, look, I wouldn't be wanting a tummy tuck ordinarily, um, I think they're trying to say I wouldn't be seeking cosmetic surgery ordinarily. I'm not that kind of person. But um, it, it is a, you know, it is certainly an advantage in, in many people with a specific body type. Mm. Um, so is there less risk of infection if you're using your own body at all? I think that there are... Um, Certainly, the likelihood of rejection is is um, is lower in the long term. So, in the short term, there are greater risks. Um, the procedure is is a longer procedure, and it does um, take more time, more resources. Um, but once that tissue has taken and settled, and that I would say is by three weeks, you're generally pretty much out of the out of the woods and. Um, the surgery, you know, your long-term outcomes are very favourable. You, you won't get an infection um, years down the line of a reconstruction where you've used your own tissue. On the other hand, if you use an implant, um, you may get an infection years down the line. And um, we don't know why. And um, there are, you know, the implant can harden with time, which we think is a result of a low-grade infection around the implant and um, needs to be reoperated. And sometimes at some stages, patients can no longer have the quality of tissue covering that implant to allow us to replace the implant. And they, the only real option at that stage is using tissue. How do you manage uh, the expectations of a reconstruction? Do you go in, whether you're having reconstruction at the time of your breast surgery or at a later date, is it is it a simple single procedure? So I think expectations, managing expectations is probably the number one thing you need to do when embarking on breast reconstruction with the patient. Um, I reiterate a number of times that this this is never, breast reconstruction is never a single procedure. It's always going to be multiple procedures. Most commonly the big procedure is the first procedure where we get the tissue there or we get the implant there and things settle down and thereafter there are uh, minor adjustments and revisions that we can do, which are smaller secondary procedures, very often day case procedures. You, will, you won't be off work for you know more than a day or two while you recover, but that first procedure um, takes some time to recover. Uh, I think that there are a number of, of ways that I help or I recommend for a patient to, in terms of their expectations to be managed around how many procedures. I think that when you're having your consultation before you embark on the reconstruction, you should get your surgeon to write down the number of steps you're going to likely have. 
So the first step is the big tissue transfer. The second step will be a revision surgery and maybe some fat grafting. The third operation is a, a nipple reconstruction. The fourth operation or the fourth procedure may just be a tattoo. And so have that written out. I think the other very useful thing in managing expectations is, is seeing images uh, that a surgeon can show you of people going through their journey. Um, it, 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 you know, a, a picture tells a thousand words. It's, uh, it's, this is, a, it's a way that a patient can really understand and truly understand where the tissue comes from, how we get it there, uh, what it looks like, what an implant looks like relative to your tissue, or what an implant and a, a flap look like together. So, um, asking a patient, uh, asking your surgeon to show you a number of styles of reconstruction. Um, and people with a similar body shape to you is very important in managing your expectations. BCNA's online network is an active peer-to-peer -peer support community where people affected by breast cancer can find information and connect with others who understand what you're going through. Read posts, write your own, ask a question, start a discussion and support others. The online network is available for you at every stage of your breast cancer journey, as well as your family, partner and friends. For more information, visit bcna.org.au forward slash online network. Size is probably uh, another very um, common question. Do you as the surgeon determine the size or is it purely personal choice and how is how do you help someone make the best decision? It's a good question. It's a great question. Um, there is a lot that can be done to um, to make a patient the size they want to be. Okay, so I guess I start off by what size are you now and where would you ideally like to be is one of the, f the first points I, I discuss. Um, I think going smaller or staying the same size tend to be easiest and going larger uh, does bring in a number of, um, of risks uh, and potentially requires a different style of reconstruction. So really? So if you're going, if you, well, Kelly, for example, had large breasts, so to, to go back to a similar size of large wouldn't be as problematic as someone with small breasts wanting to go significantly larger. So I think going the same size or smaller is, is, is much easier. Okay. And going larger means that we have to stretch this tissue, we have to get you to this place where your, either your implants or, or your own tissue is going to fill that space. Um, for example, last night I did a reconstruction where uh, we did a mastectomy and the easiest thing on table is to weigh that mastectomy to know exactly the size that is coming of the patient. The patient said she wanted to be exactly the same size. Okay. When she, uh, that, that tissue that came off the, 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 um, off the table was um, 390 grams. We knew she was going to have radiation, so we wanted to add some volume because the radiation does shrink the tissue. We used a tummy as a tummy tuck, using a, a Dieppe reconstruction to reconstruct the breast, and we ultimately put in 500 grams of tissue, which is a larger breast, but will, um, with radiation, expectedly shrink down to the same size. And those are some of the kind of ways we can we work it out, really. Kel, with your reconstruction did you just want your to feel like you had your old breasts back and was the reconstruction process what you expected 
Um, was it what I expected? No. Um, and I think in retrospect, I probably should have asked a lot of a lot more uh, questions. And I know now there's, um, I guess, more information that's out there. There's a Braconda tool um, that can help you decide what type of reconstruction. But it would be if you don't feel comfortable or you're not getting the answers, get a second opinion. But, um, and I think Richard mentioned it, you know, write down your questions, make sure um, you know what your expectations are. So be open with your surgeon. If you play tennis or swim or if you have young children and you're having to pick them up and all of those things, I guess that was the big ticket item for me. I actually hadn't realised um, uh, and to be quite blunt with the drains and, you know, I couldn't wipe my own bottom for a couple of days so my husband had to step in and I hadn't thought about some of the really simple things you take for granted. And what about having a breast reconstruction? Did you expect to feel some sort of sensation still? I did and that was one area that um, my wonderful surgeon um, didn't didn't touch on and I guess when the nurse come in and said to me, um, I said I had some tingling, they went, oh, that's your sensation returning and it's, yeah, so, so no, in my particular um, example, I had uh, tissue expanders and um, then permanent implants down the track. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of sensation and uh, I'm a bit of a hugger so when I hug people, um, yeah, for the first time. <laughs> They're quite hard. <laughs> Is that a misconception, Richard, that people still think there'll be some sort of sensation in the breast or can some people still feel sensation? Uh, it depends, firstly, what kind of surgery they have. So if they have a breast reduction, they'll get, they should get their sensation back. Um, if they have implants, you're unlikely to get uh, anything other than deep sensation back. And with your own tissue, again, deep sensation, but you don't really get... Um, what would be normal sensation returning. Um, even in a nipple sparing mastectomy where we spare the nipples, uh, I really need to often enlighten patients that they're not, they, they don't feel or behave like normal nipples again and they don't really have the sensation uh, in those nipples. Are there any risks associated with breast reconstruction? There's, there's always risks. With any operation, there's, there's a, uh, plenty risks, you know, so that it's... Unfortunately, it's an operation, and um, and there are risks related to your breast where we operate, and there's risks related to where we take tissue from. Um, there's short-term risks. There are risks around the time of surgery, and there are long-term risks um, many years down the line. There's risks that are related to owning your breast and, and where we take the tissue from, and there's risks related to your whole body. So this is how, that's how I generally will um, counsel a patient. I think that... Your early risks are um, things like bleeding, uh, infection, uh, pain, these are common, um, scarring, of course. Uh, there are risks relating to tr the transfer of tissue like that not working and the, and the flap actually failing or being rejected. Um, you can lose part of the flap. You may need to go back to theatre for a number of reasons. Um, the late complications, you may not like the way it looks. You may not like the way it feels. You may not get any sensation back. You may actually have nerve injury, which means that you may have long-term pain 
Um, you may have weakness of areas that we take tissue from, for example, the belly, that can actually be weaker after we take that, that tissue. And so you may not be able to do stomach crunchies or you may struggle to sit up without uh, using your hands. Um, we, um, with implants, short-term uh, risks include rejection and losing the implant, which is devastating. Long-term risks include pain related to the implant, implants hardening, um, infections around the implant, and then the new kind of thing that's looming is um, ALCL, which we're starting to s uh, see related to heavily textured implants, which is a type of lymphoma that can develop around the implant um, approximately 10 years after surgery, uh, incredibly low rates, probably somewhere in between 1 in 10,000 and 1 in 70,000, but uh, it is something worth mentioning. Um, and then obviously, uh, any surgery has risks of clots in the leg or DVTs and pulmonary embolus, um, nausea and vomiting, um, and anesthetic-related complications. I think a real concern for someone about to have a breast reconstruction following a breast cancer diagnosis would be, does a breast reconstruction uh, hamper or prevent detection of a cancer occurrence? So that's a, that's a great question and it's a question that often prevents women from embarking on breast reconstruction and it doesn't. The short question is it does not increase the likelihood of breast cancer recurrence and it does not mask breast cancer if it does recur. And ultimately, when we've looked at the long-term outcomes um, of patients who did develop breast reconstruction uh, or did have a breast reconstruction and patients who did not, survival is no different. So even if you do get a recurrence around the breast reconstruction, survival is the same as if, as if you had developed that breast reconstruction without that um, it's the same as if you had developed that recurrence without a breast reconstruction in the area. Kelly, you touched on before that you were quite surprised about the emotional impact as you were about to have your surgery. Richard, is that a really important part of breast reconstruction, is, is the pre-counselling? Yeah, there's... Um, if people react to stress in different ways and it's very difficult uh, to predict how one woman is going to respond to um, the requirements of, you know, having cancer surgery and breast reconstruction as compared to another. Um, I think that what amazes me with women is that they will often, um, at the time of diagnosis or when they're embarking on breast reconstruction, see it as this massive mountain that they have to climb. And almost immediately after that surgery has been done in that first stage, even in my most challenging patients, um, once they have finished that first procedure, the mastectomy is done or the first part of the breast reconstruction is done, it's, it's like they're now walking down the hill. There is, um, they, they, there's an ease about them. They, they feel like they've really um, come through the tunnel and, and, and it's incredible at, uh, how, how quickly patients tend to bounce back. Cost is another important factor. It's a it's a very big issue yep. with breast cancer. In the public system, breast reconstruction, no cost. No cost. In the private health system, it can vary a lot. So what is the best approach there for someone choosing so private it, health? It's very um, it's difficult to, to to 
predict exactly what it's going to cost. Um, I guess for each patient, your own circumstances need to be taken into account. Do you have Medicare cover? Do you have medical insurance cover? Um, what kind of reconstruction do you want? Because different reconstructions take different amounts of time and consequently incur different costs. The advantage in the public system is that, it's, of course, it's free. Um, but the disadvantage is that uh, it takes a long time to complete a, reconstru a breast reconstruction, from the first stage of the procedure to the final stage, which may be three or four different procedures. I would generally say would can be something between six months to a year between each stage. So from the time you embark on your reconstruction, it can take you up to four years to finish your reconstruction. Um, that, as opposed to private practice, where you can have your procedure and then three monthly uh, have your secondary procedures and, and your final touch-ups, uh, you can be completed with your reconstruction in a year. But of course, the, the costs are different. Um, in private practice, it varies from state to state, from town to town, from surgeon to surgeon. Um, you know, so I think that obviously an individualized um, assessment is important. Some and to ask, maybe, to, well, to ask about the fees absolutely. so you know exactly what you're up I think upfront you should be presented with an estimate of costs, which we try to make as accurate as possible so that you can understand exactly what it's going to cost you to get your, your reconstruction. And that should include your hospital fee, your out-of-pocket for your anaesthetist, and your surgeon fee. Kelly, you mentioned before that you thought the breast reconstruction was a bit like the your reward after going through breast cancer. And Richard's just, just touched on how complex it actually is. It's not quick. It's it's quite a journey in itself. Would you do it again? Are you glad you did it? I am glad I, I did it. And I think it's a very personal thing as well. Um, I haven't chosen to go, on, go through to the end. So I um, didn't do a nipple reconstruction and tattooing um, because from the outside I look normal. And that, that that's, you know, I've ticked the box in my mind. So you, you trust your gut, know what you want, manage your own expectations. So um, ask the questions. They, the surgeons see hundreds of people. They've seen everything. So don't be afraid. Um, know what you want. Tell them what's important to you. And Richard, is breast reconstruction for everyone? And what would your top three tips be? It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, you know, um, I think, you know, like Kelly says, trust your gut. Uh, don't get talked into it by colleagues, friends, family. It's your decision at the end of the day. If you don't feel the need to have a breast reconstruction, don't move ahead with the breast reconstruction. And, um, you know, I've seen um, young, healthy, fit, uh, fit people in their early 30s who've said, oh, I just don't feel the need to, so, you know, um, I'm not going to go ahead with it, and I absolutely encourage that. My three tips for breast reconstruction are to, uh, number one, trust your gut. Trust your gut in terms of going ahead, firstly, and trust your gut in terms of what kind of reconstruction you want, because that's the best starting point. Do you want your own tissue or do you want an implant? Um, the second point would be trust your surgeon and your, and your breast team. Um, Really work with them. Don't don't uh, fight against the uh, the advice. Definitely, uh, the advice is 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 always for your best interest. There's no uh, hidden agendas. You are always uh, the 
the number one person and your your expectations are, we aim to to meet your expectations um, I think finally it's uh, do your research don't do too much research and ask questions keep lists throughout the process make sure that your answers get uh, your questions get answered um, and that you are satisfied before you move on to the next stage Thank you, Richard and Kelly, for being upfront about breast reconstruction. A proud production of Breast Cancer Network Australia with thanks to Cancer Australia through the supporting women in rural areas with Breast Cancer Program. Our online network is a great place to connect with those with a shared experience, but always contact your health team with any individual concerns. For more information about breast reconstruction, you'll find links to valuable resources on our website, bcna.org.au. The opinions of our guests are welcome, but may not be shared by BCNA. And let us know what you think too by leaving a review. I'm Kelly Curtin. It's good to be upfront with you.